Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT, so fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey everybody, welcome to the Nation. That's the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave and Commander Chris. Coming to you from our Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in beautiful downtown Portland. Well, you know, 2020 was not a total loss for the barbecue business, especially on the competition side. KCBS came out with some awards, end of year awards, championship, invitational, that type of thing. And so we're very privileged today to have Todd Smith from Smoking Buttheads, and I love that name. He was the uh, World Invitational Champion at KCBS in 2020. So we're going to talk to uh, Todd in just a second here. Also, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. You can check them out at uh, PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. There's a store locator there. You can click on that and see if there's a store within, uh, you know, a decent road trip from your house that carries their products. Anyway, I want to welcome Todd Smith. Todd, welcome. How's that? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. No worries. No worries. Well, first of all, I've got to ask the most pertinent question. How did you come up with the name Smoking Buttheads? You know, I used to have a partner that was a good team of mine, and uh, and my brother just said we were a bunch of buttheads out there making a fool out of ourselves, and that's pretty much where the name <laughs> came from, and it stuck. <laughs> well, there's a little family tradition in there then also. Definitely is. Yeah, definitely. So let's get a little background on you for our listeners. I mean, it's kind of standard protocol in the type of shows we do here. But um, you you own a restaurant, but you also own a competition team. What prompted you? I mean, at the age of six, did you pick up a 12 inch chef's knife and say, I'm going to go be a barbecue champion or what happened? You know, I, I never really got involved in barbecue. until probably about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago when we had a buddy of ours who challenged us to a really great contest that we used to have in Tryon, North Carolina. And so, you know, we just took him up on it. We built a smoker in our driveway two weeks and uh, went up and competed. And I think there was a hundred teams up there. We got 50th and we were hooked and pretty much the rest is history. Don't you think that barbecue competitions are a little bit like golf? I mean, once you get the call, a call, you are hooked. It's like when you hit a good shot, one good shot in golf, you're going to be back. You know, it just happens that way. The worst thing that'll ever happen to you is getting a call. (laughs) So uh, the hundred, the the thousands of dollars later, you just like, why did you say my name? Yeah. Well, I, I don't think the barbecue competition is one of those areas where you really, um, expect to gain fortune with your fame because there's not a lot of money in it. And by the time you, you know, from what I can tell, you got, you know, truck, trailer, smokers, whatever, team, food, uh, the meats you're going to cook, all that stuff. And when you win a prize, it's maybe a couple thousand bucks if you win a big one. And you've got 
you know, 125,000 into this project. Yeah, it's so true. We, we kind of figure about a thousand bucks a contest by the time you pay me and your entry fees. And uh, it all depends on where it's located. But sure. If, if you're looking to make money, competition barbecue is not the way to go. I think it's just more about the camaraderie with other people and having fun is what it seems like to me. It is. It, it, it is. And it's a great time. And uh, once you hear your name called, I mean, when you get old like me, and uh, you're very limited to what you can compete in. Barbecue is really, really nice. So you can, uh, don't have to worry about running 100 yards or anything like that. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a great sport for, I think, somebody that are a little older that can't compete in the younger stuff and right. just has that competitive attitude like you know, a lot of us have. Well, and they really appreciate if you stay hydrated. So that's the up, upside on the whole deal, I think. Oh yeah. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> so when yeah, you, what, after your first venture into a, a very local uh, competition that you told us about just a few moments ago, what, what prompted you to take the next step? What prompted you to say, I think I'm going to go do something here with KCBS. Um, I think I'm going to, you know, notch up my game a bunch. Was it just the one call or was it, just something you just kind of got drawn to. Well, you know, we, we never got a call probably, probably, I don't know, probably the first 15 contests that we ever did. And, but it was always, it was a challenge, you know, and I think that if you have that mentality, that competitive mentality in you, you're going to go and go until you succeed at it. And I mean, I had my partner, he always says, I'm going to stick with Todd because he's so anal. He will succeed at this one day. You know, and so you just never give up and you just keep going and going and going. And I've been that way in my whole life that, you know, I want to figure this out. And uh, and it takes a lot to figure it out. Yeah, it does. And, From it just, it, and when you think you got to figure it out, then you get smacked down really hard, too. Yeah. <laughs> How has it changed since you started? I mean, the one thing I've noticed is that. You know, when you say, okay, what, what are we going to cook? We're going to cook, cook some brisket, some ribs, some butts, you know, some chicken, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And now they've got some ancillary categories at different competitions and at the Royal and stuff. That's fine. That's all good. But when you kind of think about it, if you're just kind of first blush, you think, well, I, you know, I can't do too much, you know, exciting stuff with that. But it people do, and they change, and they change their technique. What have you seen, just like, say, in the last four or five years, besides COVID, which is a pain in the butt, but what have you seen as far as your own techniques changing? It's incredible what, what has changed, because you look back at your pictures of your food that you did five or six years ago, and it's like, it is so ugly. It makes <laughs> you wonder, what is your food going to look like five or six years from today? How can you ever get to that? You know what I'm saying? How could you make it better? Right. But somehow, it just continuously, you know, tries to make it better. And uh, the techniques that we that we have used these days since five or six years ago, I mean, you would have never even thought about. So it, it, it's amazing what the food has done in five or six years. So we started out on offset burners. We've gone through them all. And we cook on pans now. Uh -huh. And that's what we've had the most best is hands. What kind do you use? We use the gateway drum. Uh-huh. 
and it's it's a great great drum. It puts off a good flavor. You know, I think that people try to always you know, get that extra advantage of that flavor that you have to put into the meat. It's not part of the sauce, and I think that that can give that to you that you just can't get on another smoker. Did did you um, run through some other types of drums before you settled on the on Gateway? Gateway was the first one that we tried. But I mean, we had been through all the smokers, the offset, the the, the water smokers, all those. We we tried every one of them, and uh, and I still have them. But the uh, the gateway drum was the first drum that we went to. We were the first one to ever have the gateway drums out on the East Coast. Uh-huh. And I remember I used to go up and people would laugh at us. But you know what? They got the calls and they won. You you know, you can't uh, deny success and you can't really condemn or condone. I guess you can condone success. But, you know, it's usually somebody that's got to a little different idea, trying a little different technique. In our case, you know, a little different type of cooker when you tried it. And maybe people snickered and said, oh, that's never going to work. And then when you get called up for the champion, they I'm sure they're wondering how in the hell you did that. Uh, exactly. I mean, it, it's... Sorry about that. I had somebody just walk in on us. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, the... Uh, just go back to your question again, please. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no worries. When when I was saying, you know, when you were talking about doing a gateway drum and you were the first one to do it and maybe some people kind of snickered at you and figured out that or thought that, you know, you couldn't get it done with that. And then when you actually do get it done with that, because you figured out a good technique to use with it and all that, sometimes they're kind of scratching their head and wondering how in the hell he got that done. Yeah, without a doubt, and, and they, they there's still plenty of people that just you know absolutely hate them, and you know think that you're grilling meat instead of smoking meat, and, uh, but it just puts off a unique flavor that, that you just you can't get into that meat without you know it's a, it's a huge advantage, and it, and it shows in our in our uh, our scores and our performances. I mean, we've won ten grand champions, and every one of them have been on gateway drums. Not one of them have not. And, uh, and we, we play with them all the time too. And, uh, always trying to come up with different techniques. So we got our first contest coming up here in about four weeks and we're going to start next week doing practice books, probably two or three times a week, you know, just to try to come up with something better. Something sure. New. Do you ever use them at the restaurant? We did. We, as a matter of fact, we cook every bit of our ribs on our, uh, cans at the restaurant and we cook all of our brisket on the cans. Wow. That's great. Do you, do you ever get yeah, question there. questions from your um, customers about it? We have uh, we walk, when you walk in our front door, we have a little retail space right over to the right, and I think right now there's six drums up there. Right now, I've sold eighteen drums in the last forty five days. So, <laughs> so we still find a few. Up, they walk in, so, so yeah, people are intrigued by them. Well, they should be. I mean, they they should be. They're they're a great way to cook. I don't. You know, I don't have your drum there, but I've got one at home and I really like it. And, uh, yeah, I, I really do. And I've got like you, I've got pellet grills and, and offsets and, uh, charcoal and, you know, all this stuff. But, and so I try to spread it around a little bit just to kind of keep me fresh, if you will, in what I'm doing, but I don't compete. Like I said, it's stressful, it's expensive, but. But it's also rewarding, you know. And, sure. Uh, to go out when the when the world championship was a huge uh, 
was a huge reward for us, you know, and uh, 2,000 mile drive and, and uh, well worth it. Absolutely. So you're coming home. We're talking with Todd Smith from Smoking Butts, um, current world invitational champion over at KCBS for the year of 2020. Todd and I are going to take a break and you're going to listen to this couple of commercials out there. And this is Barbecue Nation on the Sun Radio Network. The Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie, I don't want to go. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie... Hey, welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT here, and we're talking with Todd Smith from Smoking Butts. Buttheads. I was going to say smoking butts barbecue. It's smoking buttheads. Um, and Todd was the invitational world champion back at KCBS last, I guess that was in November, wasn't it, Todd? Right. It was in November. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they had some other stuff they got to, we're going to have over the next few weeks, some of the other winners coming on, like the, they had a backyard competition and that type of stuff. So we're going to be talking to some of those people, but I wanted to talk to the, to the top dog here. Um, tell us about your restaurant. How'd you get in the restaurant business? Well, you know, we we did a little bit of work out of our food truck, and here locally, just you know, some of the breweries, and there's one of the guys that just happened to eat in our food truck was a real estate guy. You know, he just followed us everywhere we went. Said, you the, you know, your food is just amazing, and you know, then he brought this you know opportunity to us. Right here on it, right across from Top Golf. Great, great location. Sure. And we said no about four times. And then the fifth time, you know, we just wrote this ridiculous offer. And they said, okay, we'll take it because we want you guys there. And it's kind of like it all fell into place. And so we did it. And, you know, we had opened fall of 2018 and went through that and then came back and dealt with COVID all last year. So it's been a challenge. But, however, the most amazing thing about it is our sales are up 100% than they were last year going into COVID. So it's been a blessing in disguise, and uh, it's really, really succeeded way beyond my expectations without COVID. And then you throw COVID in there, it's just amazing what the restaurant's done. Yeah. How, how tough were the restrictions back there? I'm, you know, I talked to people from different states, you know, Texas. We- it was not so bad, you know, Oklahoma, whatever. You come out here to the West Coast, and um, it's just a whole different deal. I'll just put it that way out here. I'm a general contractor, and I'm licensed in 46 states, and we build restaurants all over the United States. And that's, you know, my familiar, how I got, you know, into restaurants my whole life. I've been doing it ever since I was 19. But, you know, Greenville County is probably one of the easiest county series build. I mean, I've built in Charlotte, Mecklenburg. I've built up north, Florida, stuff like that. Restrictions is very, very hard. We we got permitted very easily here, got our building in, record time. So we, we did not run across it. I mean, and we've got some opportunities to go to Charlotte right now, and, and we're, you know, debating it because it's so hard to get permitted up there, whether we want to fight it right now or not. Right. How bad was the lockdowns for COVID back there? We, you know, being from South Carolina, I mean, I will say that, I mean, we were probably one of the most lenient states there were, but we definitely sold uh, 
barbecue out there. We we pulled our food truck out in front on the patio and and sold sold food out of it for probably about forty days. And our customer base was so strong. I mean, they would we'd have a line. I don't know, forty fifty people deep during lunch every day supporting us. And so we we got through that that small phase and. And we slowly opened up up to 50 percent. Now we're at six foot uh, intervals on our spacing, and you know, and you know, we 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 have a line out the door every day. So we're fortunate. But I will say, 60 percent of our food goes out the door to go because barbecue travels so well. So it's it's been a blessing. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, you can ask uh, Jeff Mitchell, the guy in the next studio, because I brought him in some ribs that I cooked last night, and he thinks they're going to travel real well when he goes home today. <laughs> so. There you go. And, and barbecue does travel well. There's no doubt about it. You know, yeah. and, and, and we do everything competition style in our restaurants too. So we just don't do, you know, I mean, what we try to do on the competition side, we try to do and, and prepare and perform in our restaurant on a daily basis. That's economical for the customer and for us too. And I think that we get really, really close to it. That's why I say that we do our brisket and our ribs on the cans. As well, we wrap our pork butts. We do everything as close to competition as we can. Do you, do you season it the same too? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. I'm well. The reason I ask is I've interviewed so many different people, and most of them, what they cook for competition is not actually what they cook at home or for guests. But right, they. I know, I know some of them, I know some of them quite well, and they really lay on the rubs um, and injections. If, if they do that, some do, some don't, but they really, really get after that. And I mean, there's a really good crust of salt and pepper and paprika, whatever they're using there. And I was just curious of how that's been received in your restaurant. If you do it that okay. to that level. We don't inject by no means, okay. But and, but we use our regular, you know, seasoning. Now our brisket, I'm straight up, you salt and pepper. That's it on, sure. our, on our brisket, and uh, it, it, it's a totally different technique than what we do competition. But as far as our ribs and our pork butt, I mean, you know, I mean, we we even have a, uh, you know, we 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 cut out the money muscle and actually uh, put it on one of our plates called the judges' plate. Those medallions, people love them. They're gone every day. And uh, so we try to give everybody that kind of that experience that they get out in in the competition side. Sure. Like the Muddy Muscle cut. And, and we, we, we try to, and I know it's one bite barbecue uh, in competition, but, you know, we don't inject brisket, salt, pepper, more Texas style here at our restaurant. But the ribs, we, we, we're pretty close to our ribs uh, on competition and pretty close on our pork butt. Do you do burn-ins on your menu too? Yes, sir. They, every Thursday, and they're gone in about an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't <laughs> you can't go to a barbecue restaurant pretty much anywhere in the country, and if they've got if their burnt-ins are any good at all, you better be there at you know ten fifteen in the morning waiting for the doors to crack at eleven if you want a shot at them because they're just yep. they don't last long. They do not. We won't even answer the phone on Thursday morning. Really? I mean, they just we want to reserve, reserve, reserve. You know, and we have online ordering. That's one thing that's not. There's a few things that are not on there, and that's one of them. Because I mean, it, you know, somebody would just go in and say, "Give me twenty pounds to burn in," you know, and 
you know, then they're gone. So we just kind of do it a first come first serve basis. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. When, did you work with somebody or did you design your own um, rubs and seasonings? Okay, so we have our own rubs, we have our own seasons, we have our own sauces, but we also use a lot of commercial seasons and rubs. Uh-huh. We're talking <laughs> with Todd Smith from Smoking Buttheads, current uh, invitational champion at the KCBS, and we're going to be back in just a minute here on Barbecue Nation, so don't go away. If heaven ain't a lot like Dixie... If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation here on the Sun Radio Networks. I'm Jeff Tracy, commonly known as JT. Uh, unless I'm talking to my wife and then I don't know what she calls me when I'm not around. Um, we're, we're talking with Todd Smith from smoking Buttheads, um, back in North Carolina and he's current world champion from the invitational at KCBS. And, uh, you've won a ton of regional stuff back there. I was doing my homework for the show and you had quite a bit of success back in your area and on the East Coast. Yeah, we have. In fact, it was, it was kind of interesting. I, I think I want to say like October of last year, right before we went out there to the uh, to the world, we were down at uh, Banjo Field down in uh, Augusta, Georgia. It's a great competition, big competition. They had I think they had close to sixty teams out there, and they had all your Texas teams in there and everybody else like that because nobody was really holding contests. Of any magnitude right then at that time, but they they managed to pull off, and uh, we went down there and definitely had all the big boys down there, and we pulled out a seven twelve down there with three one eighties. I'm not sure, but I don't think the three one eighties has ever been done in any contest yet. We we're still trying to figure that one out. Sure, but, uh, that was a great day. You might want to call Carolyn Wells out there at KCBS if anybody would know. It would be Carolyn. She, yeah, and, and I think that we've reached out to them to find out if three one eighties has been done in any any contest. But that, but regardless, it was it was a, it was a great day. Oh man, I bet, I bet. So walk us through the process, Todd, of when you're actually prepping for a competition. <laughs> Restaurant aside, well, you, but when you get your when you you know you picked up your brisket, you picked up your ribs, you know what you've got. I know you've got your brands or suppliers that you like to use most everybody does but how where does it go from there we try to uh, you know get everything trimmed up at you know before we leave you know the house going to the contest uh, so we we, we we have it we trim it and then you know we have it in ziploc bags or whatever it is that we get there we try to make sure that we're at a contest by 12 o'clock so we get our meat inspection. As soon as we get our meat inspection, we immediately do our chicken, get our chicken brining, and uh, get it all put together, get our big meats out, get them injected. Uh, it kind of have everything done by 4, 4.30. And then we'll go to the cook's meeting, be done with that, go out, have dinner, 
have a drink or two or six. To, yeah, well, we try to limit it to two drinks, and then we go to bed, and then we get back up at four thirty next morning. Try to be back on site by by five because we start cooking about five thirty. So we'll light the cans at five and make sure our meat's ready to go on at five, which will be our brisket first. Then we put our pork on about thirty minutes later. Sure, and then we just go through the process, and it just kind of falls all in place. When you um, when you go to a contest, and if there is some inclement weather and stuff, do you ever consider keeping like some embers and stuff going in the bottom of your can, or is it just a f- uh, fresh supply each and every time you cook? Well, I mean, I have fuel, a fuel. Yeah. yeah, we have this timeline down so well. I think that you know, one basket. You know, the only two that we ever worry about is usually the brisket and the pork. And one, and I've never ran out. Fortunately, I've gotten close. But with the brisket and the pork, one basket will usually burn them, and and have you know thirty, forty-five minutes to an hour left over. So we've never had that problem to where we ran out of fuel with meat sitting on it. Because once you take meat off of a fire, off of any kind of heat source, it loses its energy. Right, you're in trouble. And I mean, I mean, you're you're in trouble. Try to regain that. I think you lose the texture of the meat. All kinds of bad things happen. So we definitely strive not to lose the energy out of any kind of meat. That's why I even hate opening up foil to look at meat because it's like you just lost your energy. Yeah. It's never the same. Never it, the same. Yeah. Never it's, it's never the same. I mean, and most people wouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, haven't tasted it enough or enough variance in barbecue to know the difference. But it is never the same because even and I I do it sometimes because I want to either check it or I want to add some more seasoning or you know whatever I'm doing take its temperature God who knows you know but once you yep. do that and you because you'll never get that reseal exactly never. the same there'll there'll always be gaps in it I'm always screaming at people get it don't touch it get it back in there put the lid on, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just, and I'm like that way in the restaurant too. You've got to, you can't do that. You just, you, you just you be done with it. You know, you're going to pull it out, look at it, get it sealed, get it back in there as soon as you can, because you do not want to lose any of the energy. And you know what? And that's just techniques. And people put so much emphasis on recipes and not enough on technique. And I think technique is the whole success of competition barbecue. When you get to that level, my observation is, you can have the best rubs in the world. You can have the best sauces in the world. You can present the prettiest picture in your box in the world. But there's only so much you can do with all that. But the technique of how you cook it, how you manipulate the meat, and I don't mean by injections and stuff like that. I mean, when you manipulate the meat over the heat source and so that you know when you when you pull it off that grate, it is equal as much as it can be all the way across whatever it is a rack of ribs if you're if you're doing a whole brisket or a flat fine you know um it it, it just needs to be equal to in my book and, and that's very well put manipulating it over the heat okay 90 percent of 95 i'll say 95 99 percent of these cooks out here all have the same recipe all use the same thing so it comes down to one thing: is tenderness, you know, on that piece of meat. 
Yeah. Well, and that's what you're not only graded on is in a competition, but in your restaurant, if you, you know, whether you're just going to make a plate of brisket or maybe you're going to make a, a poor boy sandwich with brisket and links or, you know, I don't know your menu, but whatever you're going to do. Right. But if they get in there and they're pulling out their top partial, trying to bite that brisket in half, they may not yep. come back. <laughs> they're not going to come back. I have so many people come in and say, say we chop my barbecue. I said, look, man, we don't chop barbecue in our restaurant. I refuse to do it. He said, well, I have bad teeth or whatever. And I'll hand him a piece of pork. Get it to him for free. I said, if this don't work, you let me know. He said, my God, I've never had a piece of meat melt in my mouth like that. And yeah, he's done, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really think that that technique is so important to to yep. people it's like we cook a lot of tri-tips out here i i cook a lot of tri-tips i like tri-tips I cook, a, I cook a lot of them here because i love tri-tips and i have there's a lot of people that live out here from california that will call up and order them special order all the time and because nobody around here knows what a tri-tip is but you got your people from out west that love them that have come out here oh yeah and they're easy to cook they're easy oh, to, they're, so good. they're easy to clean up um, trim, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Um, you know, they're easy to cook. Like I said, they're easy to season. They're very good. They're very tender. Um, it's not really rocket science cooking, uh, a tri-tip now brisket. There's a little more technique involved to it because it's a bigger piece of meat. It's thicker, you know, blah, blah, blah like that. But yep. I think tri-tips to me, um, I know people like to say, and especially if you're in Texas, you know, brisket is the um, number one food category in Texas type thing. But, right, sure. but yeah, and it, and that fits. That fits down there. It's great. But up here or on the West Coast, it's more, it's really more tri-tip in a lot of things. If you go, if you had your food truck out here and I was talking to you about, and you said, where would, where would you go for events and different things like that? And I was talking to you about that. I said, well, make sure you've got a, a tri-tip sandwich. And you'll sell out every day. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we do try tips here. Like I said, I've done eight weddings. I know the last year and a half from people that were from California. Every one of them are tri tips. Oh yeah. If we do some. If we do a special event here. I throw tri tips out and just make it as an appetizer on the bar, just to get people familiar with it. Yep. Yep. When the last catering job I did was a wedding for a friend. Actually, it was an anniversary party. <clears throat> But uh, I, I actually had people standing. They, they'd all eaten. They'd all gone through the lines, done the whole thing. And then, you know, it was kind of time to go back for seconds or, you know, pick whatever. And I, I would look out the, the window from the kitchen and there would be people waiting at the, at the chafing dish because it was empty, you know, and I had to bring some more. But uh, now there was meatballs and there was all kinds of other stuff there, even fresh shrimp and all that, but they were waiting for that bloody tri-tip. I thought that was amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, once people get exposed to it, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a great spot. Oh, absolutely. Spot, yeah. And if you're out here in the but, West, yeah, folks, you, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, you, you want to talk about, you know, meat out here. Well, we opened up our restaurant. Yeah. I mean, this is a port town. People just did not have any kind of knowledge at all about brisket in, in, in the South Carolina area. Sure. None. And, you know, we, we had served brisket two or three times to the same people, and they're like, give me the same thing I got last time. They didn't even know what it was. 
So we couldn't give Briscoe away when we first opened. Now we sell out of it every day. But that was just, you know, just the difference in what, you know, people have been exposed to out here. It's yeah. always been tough barbecue. So you bring a new kind of, a new kind of concept of competition style and, and it's Texas style brisket to the town. It's, uh, it, it was rough for the first six, seven months, but now we can't keep brisket in the store. Oh, I would imagine. Todd and I are going to take another quick break and we'll be back with more Barbecue Nation. By the way, um, don't forget, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Uh, great beef. Beef the way nature intended. And also Gunter Wilhelm Knives for efficiency in your kitchen at a reasonable price. Try Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Check them out online at GunterWilhelm.com. We'll be right back. everybody it's jt and this is a special version of barbecue nation it is brought to you in part by painted hills natural beef beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends that's painted hills natural beef Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, uh, along with all the guys in the studio here in the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios. And also, we're talking with Todd Smith from Smoking Buttheads, the Invitational Champion at KCBS back in November last year. And uh, they did their social distancing and all that stuff, and they ended up the winner. So that's a very cool thing. Um, it's a very cool thing. To even your commitment to it um, during the, you know, the time of covid and all that i mean covid hasn't gone away but it's lightened up a little bit here and there and it was kind of cool to see you could go and actually compete in a in a real competition i i felt like if two weeks went by two weeks longer we probably wouldn't have had that competition because it was kind of like peaking and i just think if it was two weeks later that probably would not have happened yeah well i think also people and I can only speak for myself. <clears throat> they had to start letting some people do something because they were going to have a mass insurrection on their hands. You can't keep people cooped up. We're a society. We're a society that's on the move, you know, 22 out of 24 hours a day. And you can't just say, oh, sorry, you got to sit home. Um, it, it just doesn't work. People aren't made to, to just sit and do that i mean some people do it but their their bodies and their minds aren't aren't made to to behave that way that's my uh, no i mean it, 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 there was some you know a little series going on around here that that they did and, and they managed to pull it off every weekend and I, and I know it helped a lot of people just to be able to get out and uh and compete in it and um so it's, uh, you know, anything that anybody could do to try to have a competition, just like the uh, banjo queue down in Augusta. I mean, it was huge that, that they, they got it to go. And, and, I, and a lot of things are getting canceled this year already. We've already had two canceled on us, and I just hope they get it going. I think they will. But, you know, it is kind of sad to, to see some of these larger events, the ones that have been around for quite a while, and saying, you know, we're going to have to postpone or cancel this year um we'll look at it for next year because uh they just don't want to take the risk and they don't know they don't have any answers and nobody's really giving them any answers on stuff so it's tough i feel for them a lot it is i mean my 
I'm sure I, I don't have a crystal ball, but I think that it's going to be really tight till June, and then I think things will just open wide open, and I think a lot of these contests will be moved till after June, and then you'll probably have a, twice as many every weekend. So. Oh, sure, uh, that'll be good. What do you, um, you know, you've you've won the Invitational there. What what's on your sights? What are your goals? for smoking buttheads in the future? Well, we definitely wanted to cook a lot this year, and we had finally felt like we had got the restaurant to where it was manageable, where I could leave, uh, which was which was a big obstacle. So we got we got the key people in place to where I could do that. And we were all gung-ho. We were to be in Lakeland, Florida cooking, you know, and uh, everything's getting canceled. So, you know, as soon as they open up, I and mean, we are going to, hopefully cook here in about three weeks down in uh, uh, Georgia and uh, just hope, hope it opens up and we can cook more. I mean, last year, I think we only got to do about 10 or 11 contests. And uh, we had, we had three grand champions out of that 10 or 11 contest. So it was a good year last year. And uh, so we'd like to, you know, just keep going. Are you married? Todd? I am married. Yes, I am married. What's your wife think of all this? Uh, <laughs> you know, she actually went out to camp, so, so it's kind of funny you ask that because she was at uh Banjo Q when we went down there and got a 712 with three 180s, and then I flew her out to Kansas City when we went out there. So now she feels like she has to go to every competition, but, but hey, if it works, it works, right? Yeah, no, it's it's all good, it's all good. Uh, she makes my pork infection, and she won't even let me know the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I guess you know. Maybe you ought to buy her another piece of jewelry, or jewelry, or make something out of a shoulder bone out of the pull, you know, and buff it up, and give it to her, something she can wear. Yes, she's a hundred percent supportive. She's the first one to jump in the trailer when we get back and clean it. She's amazing what she does. Oh, that's great. That's great. And you know, I found that a lot over the years talking to competitors that some of them because of schedules or because of their spouses, you know, um, vocations can't go, you know, some of them are like nurses and they can't get the time off or whatever. Right. But most of them do like to go and they like to have fun and they make a lot of friends and they, they're always good for really fun stories. Maybe not stories we can tell on the radio, but they're really fun stories, um, for around the kitchen table or Thanksgiving or something. So, that's to me. That's one of the most important things about competition barbecue. It is, and uh, and she's been a supporter of it from the first. I mean, our first com- uh, competition we ever went to that you know we built our little homemade uh, smoker up like that. She was loading up the RV and fell and broke her arm, and I wasn't even going to go. And she said, "No, you're going to go." And so we went ahead and went, and that's can't get much more of a sport and support than you can with that. So, well, I, I have, I help hope you helped her with uh, pain tolerance during that weekend. <laughs> I think the doctor did quite well on that. Okay. All right. I'll just leave it at that. But, you know, I was curious. Yeah, she was loading up the RV for us and slipped and fell and, and broke her arm. And, and I said, no, we're not going. We're not doing this. She goes, yep, you're going to do it. And so we went, 
don't know. It's over with now. So. Well, that's a good thing. You always need that loyal support. Um, yeah. It's a trooper. It's a trooper. Todd, how can people find you? How can the people find your restaurant? How can they find your Facebook page? That type of thing. Well, everything is pretty well at uh, sbhdbq.com, uh, which uh, SBH, we get it a million times, what it stands for, what it stands for smoking buttheads, because when we opened the restaurant, we thought we might have to clean our name up a little bit, so uh, so we called it SBH. So everything, all of our websites, SBH, and uh, so and that's where we're at on social media, Facebook, restaurant, um, so that's that's sbhbarbecue.com is where you can find us. That's cool. You got a lot of followers? We do. We do. We have a lot of followers and uh, you know, we uh, really, really highly rank barbecue uh, location in the upstate and uh, and we have probably some of the best customers. I mean, that was one of the biggest astounding things that I ever Never thought that we would come across when we opened this restaurant is, is the support and, and the actual awesome customers that we have. It, it is amazing how people have supported us through COVID and through all this. I mean, it it, 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 it is amazing. I'm going to sign off for this hour and say, Todd, thanks again for being with us. No problem. Thanks for having us. Appreciate being able to spend some time with you. No worries. We'll be back next week with another edition of uh, Barbecue Nation. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.